Oh, Elliot, all of the biggest disappointments. I'm just going to break <laughs> break your little heart. It's going to be so good. <laughs> what? Like Zelda? No, no, no. You you have to wait and see. I don't understand. Like, are you going to go personal? Like, biggest disappointment is... Is Elliot. I thought that this podcast thing might work out, but the guy's a bollocks. You know, what am I supposed to do? How am I meant to work under these conditions? Rather be playing the podcast where we talk about how we'd rather be playing games than going shopping for Christmas bananas. I'm Josh. I'm Elliot, and I'm Steve. Uh, Chris, Christmas bananas. Christmas bananas. You have it on your desk. Well, actually, you did. You <laughs> so, it's a, it's a very fetching hip flask. I I was walking around the store with with my wife and uh, buying presents for the rest of our family, and I just saw these. Uh, hip flask shaped like bananas and I was like Ellie and Steve I would appreciate these. it's so beautiful I <laughs> I don't know why anybody would make these or what its purpose would be uh, but it's a banana shaped hip flask hilarity and uh, stupidity. it makes yep. it it gives you extra places to hide it thanks to its shape as well I guess yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean it's a little small though I was telling I feel uh, like I would be you know you need a bigger one yeah they, they, <laughs> they'd realize it wasn't mine <laughs> Uh, but I was telling Steve-O he should get like a whole bunch of different fruits that are shaped that are flasks, make like a little decorative fruit bowl uh, yeah. with different uh, uh, alcohols in each one. <laughs> Genius. Do they sell the, like orange shaped? I mean, flasks maybe. I don't know. I, we'd have to look it up. I just this. I just saw the bananas where I was at. Grapes. Only saw the yeah. bananas. Just put two grapes behind the at the base of the banana one. Grapes. You got yourself. <laughs> you guys, oranges, plums. Maybe Great like fruits. cuties, like little mandarin oranges, <laughs> like okay. clementines. <laughs> Might want to get that checked out, though. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So what are we doing today? Today Growing is... up, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened for the entire year. I doubt it's going to start happening all of a sudden for you guys. Well, Josh, for a start, you're here. I well, am. Welcome to I my humble abode. sitting next to Steve-O in his tiny apartment. It's not tiny. <laughs> well, it's, it's not giant. <laughs> I... I've flown all the way over to the East Coast for uh, the holidays, visiting some and family. And boy, are your arms tired. Just so happens. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and just so happens I had some time to come and hang out with Steve-O and do some recording. Elliot is still up in Pennsylvania, but he'll be coming down later this week, and we'll go ahead and uh, record the following episode then. Tonight. I'm coming down tonight. Oh, tonight. okay. Yeah, we're recording in a few days. Yeah. Now, so, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Elliot, you were somewhere else this past week. Yeah, guys. I went to... The land of Stevo, not the land of Stevo. Scotland. If you start Scotland, if you start spreading these rumors on this podcast again, England is very much not the land of Stevo. Nothing against English. Uh, I love my English friends. They're a great bunch of lads, but I am particularly Irish. Yeah, no, and I meant that in the sense of culturally, things are similar. You're digging. You're still digging. Ireland is still digging. Um, the pubs, Stevo. You t- always talk about how American pubs 
especially Irish themed American pubs, get things wrong, get the little details wrong. And when I was in pubs in England, uh, I I saw what you meant. I saw a lot of the things that you wish you'd seen. None of the chairs ever matched. None of the tables were <laughs> the same. <laughs> and, uh, was there a load of awkward corners, like dark corners that could hardly fit people around a table, but you still saw like three people packed in, slugging oh, yeah. pints, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes me so happy, and especially I, around Christmas time. And it's really annoying in America how they serve beer cold. <laughs> oh, I didn't mind that. So that was another thing was the cuisine, which England is not known for. Uh, Steve-O, we'll go to four courts and stuff and you'll occasionally be like, I could really go for a meat pie. And I've never understood the appeal until you've spent the day walking through 30 degree rainy London, go into a warm uh, pub. And the only thing you want to eat is a hot, flaky meat pie with a warm pint. It's I would I would tend to go so for good. sausage rolls, but I know mm. in England they're all about their meat pies and stuff. They, and it, it and yeah, they were awesome. There's an uh, Irish pub where Lily does karaoke out in Seattle that has sausage rolls. Rush pretty good. Uh, sausage rolls are the way forward, lads. Yeah, oh, we got to bring them to the U.S. Every pub, a sausage roll in every pub, a banana in every hand, and a banana in every hand, <laughs> as we already discussed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got you guys these bananas. How about any other gifts for you that you guys gave or received? Well, Ali beat us to the punch, didn't he? Yeah. Rocket League I, a few I got you guys Rocket ago. League oh, over yeah. uh, yeah. the Black Friday. It's pretty Not even good. Black Friday. It wasn't on sale. I got it. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, that's a pretty good gift uh, for yourself so that you can play it <laughs> when you're in your parents' house over so, Christmas. So I can play with you guys. <laughs> Of course. Of it's course. a team effort. It's a rather be playing mascot game, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> and as you were probably told by your email notifications, uh, I got used a little something as well on Steam. Yeah. A little game called Observer that, again, I haven't played yet. I'm kind of kicking myself. I uh, heard it's an amazing... Uh, oh, you haven't sci-fi. played it? No, I haven't. So you gave mm. us something without knowing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just uh, <laughs> read a couple of reviews about it that it was really good, and I was buying it for myself. And I was thinking, haven't played a good cyberpunk in a long okay. time, and cyberpunk game in a long time, and this could be a fun one to chat about. Okay, I think it, yeah. it's got a good story, and I haven't even heard about it. This is my yeah, my first... and I didn't have much to tell you about it either because I haven't played it. <laughs> so you had to start googling it, and then you did that thing where you pooped your pants. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. As a game, I mean, so there's a game I haven't played it yet, but there's been a lot of buzz surrounding it. It's called a uh, Battlefront Two. I think I'll, I'll pick that up for you guys. Could you also unlock Vader for me? <laughs> yes, yeah, send it to me after you've unlocked 80 hours of content. <laughs> oh, so one, one character? Okay. Yeah, so when you send us the, the Observer, I, I told you I watched the trailer when it came up on Steam, and I was like, oh, this looks like fun. It's like some kind of crime noir cyberpunk thing. And then it yeah. was like, this is cyberpunk meets silent fucking hell <laughs> like, no. defense, i did not know that before buying it this. <laughs> I, yeah well, can, you can reject gifts can't you i already okay. accepted it no I'll, I'll, I, i'm i'm looking forward to it i, I want to try it silent out. hill though so i mean <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you have to beat silent hill before playing this <laughs> it's a direct sequel so. <laughs> oh, but i figure it's one that we could uh get use of when we are doing no game purchases 2018. Yes. You know, it, now is the time to stock up, as I'm sure we've all been doing. 
So we should explain this. Uh, No Games 2018, which we've uh, mentioned in the last episode and we've hashtagged on Twitter quite a few times, is exactly what it sounds like. We're not going, well, almost. We're going to be playing games in 2018, but we're not going to buy any games. Finally take the name and point of our podcast more seriously and stick to our backlogs. And to to help us stick to that, we're not going to buy any games. Well, we'll see how long that goes. Obviously, we're going to get into more uh, detail on this in the next uh, episode. It'll be part of a bigger uh, New Year's resolutions episode, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the general gist. That's the general gist of it. Now, between now and then, I think the most fun thing is we're going to be coming up with some serious loopholes (laughs) just to make sure that there may be one or two games in there that we could potentially. I, you know, we we yeah. really like games. So <laughs> after yeah. the year that we just had of games, where we and I think we all pretty much bought everything that mattered. No yeah. offense yeah. to anyone's we didn't buy. You do matter, but uh, <laughs> I'm just not thinking of you right now. It's uh, it, it's it's overwhelming, and we hardly had the time to even scratch the surface. So it just sounds like a fun challenge to yeah. dig into the stockpile we built up. And the other thing was that we we knew there were loads of games coming out this year that we had to buy. We all wanted to play Zelda. We all wanted to play Mario. There was no two ways about it. PUBG. Next year, unless The Last of Us 2 was actually scheduled to come out, I, you know, I I can't really think of anything coming out next year that I just have to have. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is if... If there's another like major multiplayer game that we've all got to play together, yeah. that's yeah. pretty much my my excuse. But like the only two I've got are Metroid Prime Four, and if there's like a stealth persona release or something, that's yeah. Those are my main ones. But uh But again, that's not what we're doing this week. We got a nope. ton to talk about this week. This we're talking week, about those games. We are doing Game of the Year 2017. Uh we've broken it down into a few different categories that we think will be a lot of fun to chat about. Um, so I guess we should get rolling. What's yeah. our first category, Elliot? We're going to start with best music. And these categories, we have 10 of them, and we're, or nine of them, I guess? Yeah, yep. we're, yeah, we've got nine. And it looks like uh, we're just, we're, they're general categories, best gameplay, best story, best music, etc. So we're not going to bog it down too much with like uh, best, what the fuck? What were the ones in the Game Awards? Best Switch game or yeah. best YouTube streamer. <laughs> yeah 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 it's just what we liked from what we could discern of what we were playing best abstract concept yeah. <laughs> best imaginary <laughs> currency using blockchain best youtube comment <laughs> we could do this all fucking day lads when we get started on best music josh what do you think i i mean i think honestly mine's pretty obvious but the the best music and goes for me goes to uh near automata uh mm. Game, I, I again, I, I played the original Nier and it had a, a stellar soundtrack. Uh, definitely top tier. I, I can listen to it over and over. And while I, I do think like the original Nier had like some higher highs, I think the Nier Automata soundtrack is way more consistent as far as like just being good the whole way through. And it's just got, it's got everything in there from like the, these like haunting, like 
chanting sound soundtrack uh, uh, songs to yeah. like you know getting all revved up during like the final boss gauntlet you know there's pounding drums and the even more chanting but like this you know faster and just more frantic and it's just it's yeah. just a very odd soundtrack because there's it's like all using a made-up language but it's it's really like a one-of-a-kind thing that uh okabe keichi is it keichi okabe or okabe keichi i can never remember uh I think but, it's uh, keichi, but yeah. yeah and so like uh he's just got like a one of a kind sound to him. And it's, I, I, I just love it. I can't uh, stop listening to it. And I even went back to plays near again, just so I could listen to it while I'm running around stabbing things. So, yeah, yeah, I can, I can contest that as well. It, it is the important moments that swelling score. It really hits you. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful music. Um, the way and the way it seamlessly transitions between like areas yeah. and also between like the orchestral version and like the eight bit version when you're doing the hacking in the game it, yeah. and back and forth it's just it's just phenomenal I love it you're right it, it's it's a piece of art all right um, but the next one that I wanted to ask you about because I've heard great things is Persona Five so Persona Five was also great and and I I did have a tough time like kind of different differentiating between the two Persona Five like I love. Uh, Oh God, uh, Meg, uh, Shinji Meguro's music—it's—it's it's really good. Or sorry, Shoji Meguro. Um, it's it's really good, and all the Persona games have really great soundtracks. Uh, I don't. Uh, the lyrics are always dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the lyrics Persona to any Persona Golden was ridiculous. All the lyrics are are terrible. I mean, if you just imagine the lyrics as just another instrument, yeah. like you're not they're really paying attention to the lyrics, basically. The beat, then yeah, it's no. fine. But the if you actually listen to the lyrics, they're terrible. And Persona <laughs> Five had a fantastic soundtrack. I love the battle theme. I love like the final boss theme. I love a lot of the music while running around. Um, I think just Nier's a very special case that you know you don't hear that often and. In any other year, if Nier didn't come out, Persona 5 would have had it handily, I think. But uh, I, I think Nier just edges it out. Yeah. Do either of you listen to uh, soundtracks when you're doing work or at other times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Chrono Cross soundtrack, you can put that on yeah. loop and get a lot of work Jeez. done. Guys, can I, you do me a favor? Put together a Spotify list. Of, I don't know if a lot of the stuff's on Spotify, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It'd be like a YouTube playlist. Yeah. YouTube for sure. It's, man, game video game music is like been my guiding force in life since i was like 12 years old i've just <laughs> listened to them uh constantly How there's never been a <laughs> <laughs> guide me elliot in the ways of uh original soundtracks because yeah. uh, oh man i i like I would... definitely near is one that i could listen to while working and i'm sure it it be great background music for that um other yeah. other ones that we have to mention elliot i hear destiny's soundtrack is fantastic as well yep oh man destiny's soundtrack is excellent um uh lots of and so i didn't play a whole lot of the first destiny but th- that one was okay so that one didn't have martin uh o'donnell right he had already left bungie by that point marty o'donnell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah uh, okay, yeah. so so it's always been in you. So I, I, I've read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels between the Destiny games, and so I, I feel like he left after the first one, but he left one. He left yeah. before even the first one. Um, very uh, orchestral, very beautiful, very, like, very varied. It, it, the, there's a perfect piece for every situation, and one of the high points of Destiny 2 for me, um, and there weren't a ton was like music it's uh um 
I mean, Josh, you played it as well. Yeah, but I feel like it's not that Destiny 2 music's bad or anything. I feel like I'm just not focusing on it at all when I'm playing. True. Like, I'm There's too busy doing only like, the, game, the actual gameplay. Maybe I'll listen to it, like, during the little story sequences, but it's not... Usually someone's talking, too, at the same time, so it's kind mm-hmm. of... A, yeah. It's just in the background, which, again, it's background music, but it's not... I don't know. I'm not really... It's not in the forefront of my mind when I'm playing the game. Yeah, I guess in many ways it could be a case of uh, people were so impressed with it compared to Destiny 1 where nobody was particularly inspired by it at all. Yeah, and it and actually when you say that, Josh, the only what I'm thinking of in my head about the music being good was like in the intro when you're walking through like the mountains and, you know, like when you've lost the light and you're kind of stumbling through like the music is the sweeping orchestral yeah. suite. And it's, I was like, wow, I didn't know destiny even sounded like this Did destiny one even sound like this. This sounds like a movie. And yeah, no, it um, had a really good soundtrack during that time. Cause you're not doing anything else. Right. Just and kind of moving forward when you can so, notice it. But, yeah. but, but I assume that the rest of it is good too. No. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Um, for me, other ones to mention are, what's your number one? My, my number one is, always going to be near okay good always it just had to be i don't have to throttle him (laughs) it it really it's it's powerful it's beautiful as you say jump in between the hacking sections to and the more open action 3d action sections it it is so seamlessly done like everything in that game it it is perfect and the fact that i would want to listen to it outside of the game as well just says i need to pull up like the near original soundtrack and, and play it yeah you both yeah. just told me about oh, it too I'm, I've got I'm a, guessing I'm not gonna go back and play it on the PS3 at this point yeah but uh, I can definitely listen back to the soundtrack if you like the story in Automata you'll like the story in Nier yeah gameplay is a little more rough but it's still really good it's so good well I'm sorry but the game itself is really good <laughs> well the other two that I thought were worth mentioning of course were Zelda and Mario and yep. typically Nintendo they just fit the game so perfectly. They fit the games so beautifully. For Zelda, it's that feeling of wonder and exploration and expansiveness. And it's just being in a world that you want to be in. Um, whereas Mario is all about fun, uh, poppy music. It, uh, again, I haven't played a Mario all the way through. I'm sure they all have great soundtracks. But this one, I really enjoyed it. Yes, see, steve Yes, see. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, see. Odyssey, yes, see, no, okay. Oh, <laughs> jump up, superstar! Come on, um, yeah, Mario's got Mario's got the very you know poppy soundtrack, and Mario games typically have relatively memorable, you know, catchy and just it fits yeah. well with the game. Zelda, I, I liked the music, but um, the big thing with Zelda is that it's it's used very sparingly. Yeah, ninety percent of the time you're wandering around, you're not hearing anything mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. when it like changes from like you no know, day to night or I think like sometimes during midday you'll hear like a 15 second little yeah. flute solo or something yep. like that so i mean it's, it's used sparingly it sounds really nice but it's the game is largely focused on when you're exploring just you not just ambient sounds not True. actual music it certainly isn't as integral mm-hmm. to the games as some of these other soundtracks mm-hmm. that we've talked about is there any others that we think are worth a mention any other games that you played this year that i was going to say for me it was mario um absolutely standout music um catchy perfect like it it, it, like like every other part of the game is just fine-tuned to like just be just elicit that sense of 
fucking I'm playing a Mario game and it's so much fun and it yeah I don't know it, it just all comes together with the colors and yeah and again the eight bit music was was brilliant yeah. as well uh, it just made yeah. you happy it brought you back to you know feeling uh six or seven or playing Nintendo yeah it was yeah it was a great soundtrack there was one other that I thought should get a mention in original soundtracks as well and that was Cuphead uh. I was around in my friend's house the other evening, yeah. and we were playing some board games, and we were. Oh, we should do... play that, by the way. We since we got two people. Good call. Yeah, yeah we should definitely. Do... We could stream a little bit of that That's after true. this. Yeah. Um, but we were uh, going to play some Jackbox, mm-hmm. and my friend booted it up, and we were all sitting around, and I saw that he had Cuphead, and I was like, "Oh, boot up, boot up Cuphead for a second. and we just started trying to play a level <laughs> while everyone else was sitting around. And everyone was so enthralled by the the music and the uh, graphics. It was just, it was really interesting to see people who have no interest in yeah. games generally uh, be so enraptured by this. Which does kind of take us nicely into our second award of the night, which is Best Art Design. Obviously, Cuphead has to be one of the first that we talk about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I mean, we made the category like Art Design slash Technical Achievement. So I, I kind of split the award here. Um, with, uh, oh, actually, no, I, I forgot. Cuphead is not mine. Um, <laughs> I mean, Cuphead definitely is up there and I will give, give definitely give kudos to Cuphead for his very original take on, you know, bringing the thirties cartoon style into life. It's so fun. Um, I mean, but as far as like when I, when I art design, like I kind of bring the whole thing together and honestly, I'm going back to persona five and uh. that it is just the most stylish game i've ever played like if that's if that's a way you can describe the graphics like from even just like the menus to when you like high five a character to swap your turn in battle yep. it's just like there's just like flashes of light across the screen and everything's just very smooth and it I, it's something that I, I i don't know it's just it's very weird to see in like uh, an rpg i just didn't think you'd ever see a game kind of like this yeah. It's just a very different style, and I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't get enough of it throughout the entire time I'm playing. Even like I said, every time you do the oh god, what do they call it? The oh, the, the handoff, the handoff in in battle. I can't remember the word is. No. Oh, the baton pass. Whenever you do the baton pass in battle, like you get some like weird ass animation where someone comes up, gives a high five, which just turns, get like a strike a pose, and then go into the battle. And when you attack, you your characters are, like flipping all around, firing their guns and all that. It's just, it, it's just different and i I loved it (laughs) yeah the comic book style is really striking definitely a game that i'm gonna get stuck into during 2018 yeah yeah just uh, lost in that but that was so like again i kind of split this that was more like art design if you will and as far as technical achievement goes i would give that to horizon yeah which is just a gorgeous game i don't even have a ps4 pro and it looks great on just the regular ps4 totally agree the character models are great the the dinosaurs look beautiful the difference between the snowy areas compared to the lush uh, forest areas. Yeah. It, it makes you just want to explore that world. It feels like vibrant and beautiful. and Yeah. All the animations are, are, are top notch, you know, from when you're like tripping a dinosaur. I to have one tiny little problem with it. Occasionally the lip syncing oh, yeah, okay. is kind of bad. It, it, oh, it's no. kind of got just a tiny bit of that fallout 4 you know like <laughs> dead face thing going on i mean at it's, least you don't have like the like the at least you don't have too much of like an uncanny valley thing going on. Yeah. it's a lot better than like fallout 4 and as you <laughs> say it looks so good on a regular ps4 it's it's amazing that it runs as smoothly and as well as it does 
man. So like that's like three games in a row that I haven't played. I've over four <laughs> games. We count Cup, like near Cuphead, Horizon. Uh, and, well, what uh, is it for you? Yeah, like, what's your choice then? I actually, so I, I, I was, uh, I was thinking that I had played more games than I had <laughs> because I've bought all the games we're talking about right now recently in this like <laughs> Steam holiday sale, but Nine I haven't played any of them. Yep, that's the plan. Uh, for a uh, best. Uh, best art, best graphics. It has to be Zelda. Best, even best technical achievement. Um, yeah. Completely seamless. You have this wide open world, and you go from one to the next without even a second of loading. Um, so many moments that I can't even count, where you're just like scaling a mountain and come up to the top just to see the sunrise and light up all of Hyrule at the same time. Like breathtaking. Like yeah. my jaw actually like open like i you know i i was left speechless with yep. no exaggeration whatsoever from uh the just the perfect art and graphic combination there uh yeah the variety beautiful. in the areas as well mm-hmm. and scaling a tower and looking out and you you could feel the size you could feel the scale of the world and it just makes you want to wander in another direction and it was still so approachable. Like everything's, you know, you'd see something in the distance that's, oh, that's going to take me forever to get there. But it takes you just enough time so yeah. you get there before you lose interest. But you feel like you've made like, you know, you, you went through a, some trials to get there. And it's, oh, man, I don't know how they balance that. And then but. you get your Korok seed. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you get it. And it's got, it's got that Nintendo charm. It's got those bright colors. It's got that that sense of fun and that. Yeah, the Zelda. I don't know. It's this is a really difficult one for me. Um, other ones again that I have to have a mention are uh, Near Automata. Uh, the, like the colors in that when you go from there, there are certain areas that are completely monochrome. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. other areas which, are like, are are kind of half colored yeah. and half gray they're kind of like washed out it's a subdued color and, and it all at all times it works with the atmosphere and works with the tone that well, they're you have trying like to the, use like the amusement park yeah it's all we, colorful and it's the, that game is is really special in in the way it works with with colors and graphics and even the way it changes perspective mm-hmm. from platforming 2d side scrolling platforming to top down bullet hell shooter mm-hmm. to uh regular 3d action how how it goes switches between those it's completely smooth at all times it it jumps in the cutscenes and out and it is just it, how they pull it all together is just fantastic mm-hmm. i i don't even know how i could pick this one <laughs> like who do, who do you think josh you you had to split this one persona i said yeah it's persona and horizon for me and Elliot, is for you it's just straight up zelda I think it's got to be straight up Zelda. Yeah. Uh, Mario had a uh, uh, has, makes a strong case for it as well. Yeah. Um, but, but then the, again, it's it's a Mario game. Like yeah, it it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be colorful. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be fun. It's going to be. But make a decision, Steve. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with Zelda as well. Okay. You know <laughs> that that beautiful world. It's. I yeah. I just wanted to be there. Yeah. All right. Well. Awesome. Let's let's go on to our next one, which is the best gameplay. And I'm going last on this one. So Elliot, <laughs> go up, go first. What's your best what game had the best gameplay this year? Uh without a doubt, it was Mario Odyssey. Oh, yes. Pitch perfect, basic. 
you don't have to uh you don't have to know anything you just pick up the controller and you can do it all right then and there um uh god everything was just so fine tuned you could just see the developers in, in their little offices like getting it just right like how fast it takes him to turn around the arc of his you know when you roll the stick around as he's running the yeah. jump everything just feels perfect uh the controls never get in the way the controls are part of the game um and it's it, it's uh the the uh the way it's laid out as well where they streamline the process of you go in and get a moon and then it kicks you out to the main menu and then you have to go in and get the next challenge they just put them all in there it's kind of like each world is its own semi-open world and you can just hit every single thing you want as you see it i don't know i they just they they modernized it without taking anything away from it Mm -hmm. and just making everything better they built on all the old mario games um and it yeah, I, I I can't find anything wrong with it. Uh, for me, there's a few things deserve a mention. Uh, Zelda again, I love the climbing. I love how they just revolutionized climbing. Yeah. Uh, I love how fun just walking felt. I know <laughs> that's weird and boring and mundane, but it isn't. It's it isn't if you're in there. Um, other stuff, uh, uh, Horizon. Horizon is Tomb Raider from the last couple of years. Feels really similar, but with giant robot dinosaurs. <laughs> and to climb towers, you're jo- climbing a giant robot dinosaur. I know I keep mentioning this, but it's for a good reason. That reason is giant robot dinosaurs. <laughs> and, and as well, one of the biggest things about it is um, it's an open world game. And one of the things that I find gets a little boring and potentially a little samey about open world games is that you get to a point where you've come across all the different enemies mm-hmm. and you start to feel like, oh, it's just this enemy again. Oh, I just approach it like this and this is how I beat this one. And I tried playing Far Cry 3 and that was the thing that put me off when I realized, oh, the only difference in any of the enemies is going to be this guy has like heavier armor. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Zelda, I kind of felt that at, at some point, you know, I was seeing the same enemies all the time and you know, fighting wasn't as interesting. I mean, at this point, I largely just ignore enemies in Zelda if I can. Yeah, exactly. But in Horizon, the differences between all of the different dinosaurs, the variety in them, when you come up against two different types, if, if there are two different types of dinosaur that you haven't had to deal with at the same time, it is a completely different fight. So <laughs> the, the variety in it is, is exponential. It's, it, it it has kept me uh, going back to it like time after time. I think it's really worth a mention. And just is that, I, your, is that the one you're picking, Horizon? Or uh, it has to be Mario. <laughs> it has to be Mario. And the, and the reason it has to be Mario is the same reason that another game I wanted to mention, Golf Story. It's the simplest game you've ever played. It's tap to <laughs> you know, start, tap to get your power, tap to get your accuracy. And Golf Story could have been this for gameplay because of its simplicity and you can just sit down for a second and play it at any time. Um, but Mario, you can do that too and it's it's a much better game and there's so much more to it. What about, what you, about you, Josh? Oh, sorry, so, Josh. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to go last because you guys are not going to agree with me. Uh, my <laughs> choice for best gameplay is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. 
This is what so funny. Suck. So it's it, okay. <laughs> so let me put it this way: it is the most fun I've had playing the most unoptimized game ever that ever has existed. Yeah. It is. It's a the simplest premise. You're dropped into an island. There's a bunch of gear around. Pick it up. Try and survive as long as you can until you're number one. If you die, it's a quick spot respawn back in the lobby. You get put into another game and you go until you do it again. But it's that's the thing is it's you you understand what the limitations are of the game as you as you kind of you know play the game a few times and learn everything. There is no tutorial. You yep. just jump. You just jump right into the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just the sense of you know getting further and further closer to one. I mean, you're not going to win every time, but getting, uh, I made it to the top 20. I made it to the top 10. Just play that. It's got that one more game mentality. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I have so much fun and it's just, it's so clunky dun- though. I know it, it feels is, so bad. But, you, yeah. but the thing is, is you learn, uh, you under, you understand what the, what the rules are. What the rules are. Yeah. yeah. And like the constraints you're put, put in. Yep. And that's, I'm not saying it can't be better, but I'm saying that the way it's currently per- uh, positioned is it's good enough to get you to to a game that which is essentially a hundred person griefing simulator <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, again i and it's just fun because it's also filled with filled with stupid moments like when i'm driving a car and you guys are in the car and then you shoot Elliot in the back of the head because you both <laughs> jump out to shoot the same guy but this <laughs> this is really funny because you're getting to like one of the most interesting things about this as a topic what does gameplay mean? And the, like, the reason you love the gameplay of yeah. PUBG is because even though it isn't great technical, yes, you know, in, in that it's sense, just fun. It's just you know what the the rules are, and jumping back in, yeah. is fun. Uh, yeah. it's kind of why Mario is for me because I can just switch off. The, you turn off the switch, mm-hmm. switch off the switch, <laughs> turn off the switch and go back to it at any time, mm-hmm. play for a couple of minutes and it feels brilliant and you get a few more stars and it has that satisfying kick. And that for me is gameplay. Yeah. And in Zelda, it's something totally different. It's being in the world. Yeah. It's climbing a hill. It's walking across the field. It's gameplay means anything to us. I mean, I've had, I mean, I had a lot of fun with all those games too. And there's nothing wrong with Mario Odyssey or Zelda. Just, I think it's just the minute to minute tension and the fact that, you know, you, you only, you, there isn't, you know, with Odyssey, there's no more Mario. Mario doesn't have any lives anymore, you know? So yeah. you fail. Okay. You lose some coins. You go back and you can try again. Zelda. Okay. You die. It sucks, but you respawn back at your thing and you go back. Whereas with player in his battlegrounds, you're dead. And you're dead. You yeah. die and you're dead. <laughs> try again at the beginning. <laughs> and yeah. it's just the, the moments I had, like when I got my one, the one chicken dinner, I got those last, killing those last top 10 guys was the most stressful, but most satisfying thing ever. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I, it's well, just fantastic. We can't argue with that, Josh. I know. Yeah. I, <laughs> my only thing with, with PUBG is, yeah, it's just the unoptimization and like, but so the- 1.0 just came out. So, and there, people so- are saying at least with the second map, the second map seems to run a lot better than the first. So I'm hoping, cause I haven't had a chance until I go back home after the holidays to play it. Um, but it's going to be, I'm hoping it's a lot better and I'm looking forward to like when they added vault, they've added vaulting in over walls, which should help. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. So stuff like that makes me feel like the game is just going to keep. So you can still better. And you, better I'm pretty better. sure you can still shoot your friends in the car, though. So don't worry. <laughs> it was an accident twice. You've done it more than once. No, he did it once and I did it. I did oh, it okay. once, too. Yeah. Or even now. This but is yeah, why I, I drive. So you don't shoot me. <laughs> 
So we originally called the best gameplay category like bet like most fun. Well, I don't know if we originally called it, but I was thinking like most fun. So in that case, like I could see a case for PUBG. Uh yep. otherwise, like God, I just wish Well, we'll try 1.0. Maybe it runs better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. we need to pra- I think we need to play some more squads and just maybe you guys can get incrementally better. We can get going, maybe maybe make it to the top ten. I, I think yeah. also I have to try doing a little bit of solo by and Ellie, you too. Yeah, you guys yeah. jump like in. Stuff that you could learn by doing that. Yeah, just jump into some firefights. You're gonna die, but you may. But each time, you'll hopefully learn a little bit more each time. Yeah, because when you think about it, sitting around waiting after you have died, yeah. or you know, continuing to play while someone else has yeah. died, it's not the same experience yeah. as just you playing, dying, getting back in there, yep. learning a little bit more. You know, yeah, solo yeah. is definitely the best way to at least ex- learn the game. So. But yeah, all right. Um, next up, we've got the best story. Um, I'm gonna. I'll go ahead. I'll start this one. I guess. You'll start this one. So similarly to the, I feel like I've got a few awards for this, but near Automata again. Um, <laughs> I, I, I looking back, I don't think I played like a ton of story heavy games this this year. I mean, Horizon's got a good, a decent story, but I haven't finished it. You played Persona. So Persona Five's got a pretty good story as well. It's very. Is it not as good as four? It's, I think five story is just as fine as fours, but four has a lot better pacing yep. than five. So, um, wait, the pace was slow as hell. It took me three years. No, that's not the game's <laughs> fault. That was you. Um, but, uh, but like near again, near the uh, original near part of the draw of the game was the story was just kind of like this philosophical uh the director's got like this nihilistic worldview which he kind of puts into his games and it's just very interesting to like see how that comes out and uh yeah. near automata does some, something similar to the original near but it's also quite different um and uh i don't know it's just it's just i like games that are both at the same time fucked up but also very just engrossing and interesting and you want to kind of see can like does this get worse? Can this yeah. get worse? Can it get better? That sort of thing. And so it's like you want to see the characters, you know, make it through, or you know, barring that, you want to see what happens to them in the end anyway. And uh, it's just a, a neat story, and it's I, I just I love what he does, and I I always look forward to his games, and even though like his old games before this one are not like technically fantastic, they may not be like really fun, but the stories are at least always kind of like what the fuck and yeah. i i love those kinds of games yeah so uh, to say stuff like you know again horizon supposedly got a great story and i've played a little bit and i've really enjoyed what i've seen so far it's just not as titillating interest it's not, interesting is not the right word but uh it's not mind as bent, mind, intriguing yeah intriguing that's yeah. probably that's a better word for it D- definitely there's something there's something that feels just a little off about neuro time yeah the, the whole <laughs> way through and you kind of again you can kind of see the twist coming but there are more twists yeah. than that. And, yeah. and you always feel like you're unwrapping layers mm-hmm. and that there's more underneath and you're not sure what it's going to be. Horizon, I'm hoping for the same thing. I'm about, I feel like I'm about halfway through it now. Yeah, I think you're further um, than I am. But. And again, I, I'm kind of seeing some of the twists coming and yeah. what a few of the things could be. But I, from what I've heard, it's a good story all the way through. And yeah. I'll report back in a week again. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'll have. And uh, like, finished it up. And I started playing Resident Evil 7 also, and like the beginning of the game is great. Yep. I mean, I've only played, again, like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours. 
and I'm having mm. fun and the story's been interesting, but I mean, I'm still very early on in the, I, don't, I still have no idea what the hell's going on for the most part. Does it make you want to buy uh, VR? <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, if I was, if I was to play a VR game, that's probably up there as far as something I'd want to try. Yep. I just need to get to the point where VR doesn't make me dizzy <laughs> or sick. Yeah. So. Elliot, what about for you then? <laughs> Best story for me. So I, yeah, I, man. So for so many of these categories, the way you've talked about, uh, <laughs> Uh, near and horizon especially i feel like i would be on the same page with you as far as both of those games are concerned had you but unfortunately <laughs> i didn't play either of them so uh um and even the games that i did play that came out this year weren't too story heavy it was like zelda mario etc yeah um but one that i did and uh enjoyed immensely was yakuza zero. Oh, oh nice um sure you and the story was one of the things that I, I was kind of glowing about when I first talked about it when I played it. Uh, and it's this this like Godfather-esque gangster story, uh, obviously, like Yakuza's Japanese gangsters. And um, they're, f- they're fighting over this plot of land. And it's the most insignificant little thing. Like, you know, you could have this this grand story with world ending consequences. But this yeah. is fighting over like claims to a fucking like 20 by 20 piece of land <laughs> in the middle of tokyo and it they you f- you feel like you know obviously there's a lot of history on both sides but you can feel the rage on both sides you can feel the fucking like yeah. how they both need it and what's at stake their stakes are so fucking high about this tiny little square land and, and it's a story told in such a different way from near and horizon which are so both so self-serious and mm-hmm. so uh like yeah because is a bit of a joke or it so it it's tongue-in-cheek it's self-aware essentially so i i kind of like struggle with deciding how self-aware it is like it (laughs) it it definitely like knows it's over the top but it's also still very serious so it's not it doesn't make fun of itself but it's almost like the guys who designed it the, like the developers like they know the tropes and they yeah. kind of I, 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 I haven't played it but they, they like subvert the tropes or they they know the tropes and they kind of ham it up but this the characters in the story the story the world the and uh are all very much serious and and there's a certainly lighter moments where it's very obvious that they're joking around but like there are really serious moments and really dark moments and really fucked up moments where you're just like shit. And there's like no joking to be had at all. So it's hard to say if the whole thing, like I wouldn't call it a parody of itself. I wouldn't say it doesn't take itself seriously, but it, it knows when to set the right tone. And it's so good at that balance. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I just haven't brilliant game. Yeah. I've seen a lot of never really given a shot, I guess. I think this is one I'm gonna have to pick up before 2018 begins. You gotta, I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TikTok. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah it's um it's just a lot of fun and the story is the main thing that's got me going. Like the gameplay is great. It, it's pretty much like a, a brawler, but that fucking story is uh so dramatic yeah. and and the characters as well. From what I hear. Yeah, I meant I meant to meant, yeah I was gonna say that uh yeah. the characters are so good uh yeah you got your like typical evil crime boss like head of the family who's uh doing his thing and then his first lieutenant is like 
the one vying for his spot and you know that the just the typical like uh conflicts going on there and yeah. everyone's fucking good it's uh yep man i highly recommend it it all right steve i'll pick it up and report back <laughs> josh you uh, too it's worth it it's worth I just, it i just i'm not a big fan of brawlers but well neither am i like well i don't want to jump it seems to me like um um uh, more like sleeping dogs than yep. like gta or even when you talk about a brawler i don't even know what to compare it to sleeping dogs is the only fighting thing force I can think of. <laughs> Fight, fighting force the bouncer like the games i compare it to are ps2 games uh or ps1 games um but yeah, like it's it's just this over the shoulder, like you change your stance depending on what kind of fight you want to have, like fast or strong or using uh, objects. It's um, and you kind of build up your character, you unlock more moves. It, it's got these weird RPG elements to it. It's um, but I mean, it's nothing too impressive. It's like it's not anything you haven't seen before as far as the gameplay, but the story right. is fucking yeah, it's. It's good times. Okay. And actually, that's a perfect segue because I kept trying to avoid using these words because I know this is the next category, <laughs> but it is absolutely my biggest surprise as well. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> to, to kind of answer Josh, you saying you're not really into brawlers, like neither am I. I just, I heard it was good. There was back when we were on Gaff and then um, uh, that's Gaff was still around when I bought the game. There's these threads of people that just fucking love it and it they don't seem to get much traction outside of the community that's already there uh yeah. and you just look into it a little bit more it comes on sale one day you give it a shot and fuck it's uh it's it's yeah. as good as everyone says it is and like towards the end of the year here is you know other outlets and people on twitter reflect back on the year i've been hearing yakuza's year getting uh picking up steam there on the the trending lists so i'm glad yeah. it's getting its recognition because it is a very niche style yeah. game. It is very under the radar. It's very Japanese, so it's not going to get that mainstream appeal as much as a lot of the other games. But um, it, it, I'm, I'm glad it's it's getting recognized because it's a fucking entertaining game. Uh, best surprise, obviously, from the moment we were we were watching E3 and we saw the Ubisoft trailer for Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom oh. Battle going, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Why does this exist? Holy shit, this looks fun. Yeah. And I, I can I, they can they make it good? <laughs> I picked it up and it was a blast. I it's just I can, it's the the, de, the legit definition of a surprise. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, so it's just two IPs that should not belong together yeah. in in a genre that shouldn't exist with either of them. And yet I'm I just enjoyed playing every level, shooting rabbits with Mario and sniping them with Luigi and <laughs> Peach holding a giant shotgun. You know, I, it's just the weirdest damn game, but I had so much fun playing it. It was like it was announced at two different events, wasn't it? Like we we saw the title or something ahead of time and people were like, why is this even here? Like Nintendo is clearly desperate to fill content on the Switch that's coming out. Uh, and then when we saw the full E3 trailer, everyone was just like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. That actually what? seems okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you played it yet, Ellie? You picked it up, didn't you? Yeah, I booted it up late, late, late last night. Um, but I, I hardly played it at all. I, 
I shut it off. But yeah, I, I did another get one it. for for 2018. <laughs> That'll be a 2018 game. God, it'll be it's so good. Like I feel like I'm gonna play this one all the way through on handheld mode and Switch with, with the Switch. I uh, <laughs> like I play Switch 95 percent of the time docked, but I think this one will be perfect on the on the go. Yeah, I don't think I played it much on docked mode. Now that I think about it, I think most of it was handheld. Yep. All right, what about you, Steve? Um, Golf Story came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, one of the most fun games of the Switch this year. Yeah. Um, actually, the Switch in general could be the biggest surprise. I can't believe how well Nintendo have done to pull it off. It it works as a handheld. It works as a a, a TV console. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's got amazing games. It's fun to play. Um, but my best prize of this year was going to PAX with you two idiots. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I, I never thought that I would go to a games conference and the fact that all the pieces came together and we had such an awesome time, it was like that That was my biggest I wish I was there, guys. <laughs> Just hug your monitor. Air oh, hug. I felt it. <laughs> oh, and PUBG, of course. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> True. That's a good call, actually. Yeah, that's a great surprise. All right, so uh, next up, and uh, since we just did our, our most unexpected or our best surprise, the next is our biggest disappointment. So something we were really excited for that turned out to be not as much as we liked, and my biggest disappointment was Destiny 2. I played a lot of Destiny 1, and I had a lot of fun. I would say I got my money's worth, and even with Destiny 2... I've played everything you can do in the base game. I beat the raid, beat the prestige stuff. I had a lot of fun, but then like once they started doing the DLC and all that, you, they didn't learn any fucking lessons from the previous game where you get locked out of yeah. stuff because of the DLC. I mean, I understand like, okay, I can't do the new raid without buying the DLC. That's fine. But it, it like then cordons off other shit. We mm-hmm. talked about this last episode and, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just, I just, I, I can't be arsed to go buy, pay another 20 bucks and again, I saw my buddy earlier today. He showed me the new raid, and it looks interesting. It looks like I'd have fun with it. I just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I'm just going to end up doing the same thing as I did last time with Destiny 1, where I'm like, okay, that was fun. I did enjoy it, but I'm not going to keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I, amazing that they're still doing I, it. I still feel like it's it was less like a job than the first game. So, okay, kudos, kudos to them for that. But <clears throat> then you just get to this endgame loop again, and it's just, okay, I'm... I've got other games I want to play, so I'm good. That's yeah. why I, that's why if you buy it for me, I will reject it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. And can you gift on Blizzard Battle.net? Uh oh, that's right, it is on Blizzard. I, I don't know if you can or not, but I'm don't, I th- don't think you can. I won't I just won't play it, so that'll be money down the drain for you. <laughs> but you should. But I won't. <laughs> play with Neil. Go play with my buddy. He's on PC. He's your buddy, fucker. Get the game. <laughs> no, he's all kitted out. You've played with him before. We played Divinity with him, I think, for like two seconds. Uh, no, or Diablo. 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 Yeah, Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, and, and you and him were running on ahead, and me yeah. and Evie. Oh, yeah, he's already, he's already going, got three uh, maxed out characters if you want to play with him. He'll, he'll, God, he'll I didn't know you going. could max characters out on Diablo. Not Diablo, Not I mean in uh, Destiny 2. Oh, Destiny. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Devil's Advocate on Destiny. Um, you said. Yeah, you played the content. Yeah, it was fun, but I'm not doing that again. Couldn't you just do that and think of it as a single player game that doesn't end forever? Just like, yeah, I beat Nier. It was fun. It was good. But it's not a single not player game. It's a, it's a multiplayer game, and you want and you play with people. 
and it has it's designed to make you want to play weekly. But you don't have in to. order to. Uh, uh, if I want to do the next raid, I've got to get to a certain level in order mm. to do it. So I mean, there's there's stuff I have to do in order as to well, get to the raid. We're human beings. <laughs> if we're told, oh, there's you know, you can do. 10 things in this thing. We're not going to want to do six of them. But it's not. That's not in our psyche. That's uh, not how we work. We're always going to want to get the optimal amount out of a thing that we have or that especially that we've paid for. It's not. It's like me saying, I'm not saying I will not have fun. I will probably have fun if I bought it and played it. But that's (laughs) like me. But that's also me saying, you know, I spent $50 on cocaine. I really enjoyed my time with that cocaine, but I forgot to pay rent with that money. Um, so yeah, I should, I gave up not after spend money on cocaine. I gave up after, um, I'm not saying I didn't have fun. I'm just saying I don't want to have fun. That's, the, that's all I heard. I'm saying I have other stuff that I already own and other stuff that's coming out that I know I can have fun with. I don't need to go back and play destiny Two. There's other shit to play. But as a different from any other game that you beat, you're always. I want to play the other games. I don't want to play any more any of the Destiny. I'm at this point now where, like, I know if I played it, I would probably enjoy it. But I know (laughs) I don't want to spend the money in order to do that with shit. I I already have all this other stuff I want to play that I currently. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you're talking about buying the expansions? Yeah. Oh, we'll just kind of fell down a Destiny hole here. Anyway, (laughs) what was your biggest disappointment other than yourselves? (laughs) Uh, me? Sure. Yeah, I so, was like, Elliot, what was your biggest disappointment? Um, uh, Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Are you no. di- is it because I'm not buying it? Is that what you're disappointed? My disappointment is the lack of Josh in Destiny <laughs> 2 PC. No, it, it's it's for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, as you said, I mean, like, I was playing Devil's Advocate, but I completely am on the same page as you, Josh. It, it's fun. It's got a real campaign. I am enjoying what I'm playing of it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get the expansion, at least not yet. And if I don't get it now, I can't get it till 2019 anyway. So it's just going to be this. this, I'm just going to treat it like a single player game. I'm going to go through the campaign. I'm going to do all the stuff you can do while I can. Aside from the stuff that I used to be able to do before it goes locked out by the new expansion. Uh, and that's kind of case in point to why this is such a disappointing game. Like it's, it's, and I'm trying to focus on the games here for these awards and not so much on like the companies. Like it'd be easy to say EA or Bungie itself, but Bungie itself is what's fucking destiny up so much with the, the, the locking shit behind expansions and, um, just the lack of communication, lying to players about the XP um and making it kind of encouraging people to pay real world money for different yeah. things so you didn't have to pay as much it's so, just i had such high hopes I, yeah. I was hoping it would be more than it was especially when i first started playing it and i saw how much more of a story there was yeah and it's just since then it's been a letdown after a letdown after a letdown how about this in in christmas of 2019 when the complete edition's out and it's on sale i'll pick it up for pc and play it with you <laughs> okay if, if it i think it'll well, Destiny 1 got completed, what, two years later? Something like that, give or take. So, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that, Josh. And then awesome. when Destiny 3 comes out, we'll be like, maybe they learned their lesson this time. And yep. we'll go and we'll do the same song. The again. Destiny cycle. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Once the complete edition comes out, the new one will be out like three months later. So we'll be like, let's yeah. just do that one, guys. But Yeah, it's like for 
the investment that I gave Bungie as like a testament to like me believing that they have something to give that's worth giving and just them taking a massive shit on me after like <laughs> every day since then. I thought that was your uh, kink. Earns, <laughs> earns Destiny, uh, the Cleveland Steamer. The Steveland Steamer. Award. Yeah. Cleveland Steamer? I don't know. One of those two. No. It earned, yeah, so... <laughs> So that's why, I mean, no other game has disappointed me to that level this year. So um, as much as I enjoy it, as much as I try to get you guys to buy it, it has been profoundly disappointing. And I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, you're think a be, sick man. <laughs> you're I just, a problem, sir. I still I'm really think, disappointed by this thing. So I want to share it with everyone I know. <laughs> I think it would be fun to play together. I still think it has that draw to it. We have other games to play together. Agreed. We all have Divinity Original Sin. Let's do that. True. Agreed. Agreed. Steve-O. Oh, so, as I said, uh, my best surprise of the year, apart from PAX, would have been the Switch. We're undisappointed. I'm getting Okay, there. I'm just making sure. <laughs> just, you're like, my biggest surprise. So, <laughs> so my biggest disappointment of the year was Nintendo Switch. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm kind of uh, just teasing Elliot and you know trying to rile up the fanboy in him that kind of hurts but, but the fact that it's missing virtual console any way of getting Nintendo's back catalog and worse than that the lack of creating parties and being able to chat through the Switch OS you don't like hooking your phone up to your headset no your I don't <laughs> like plugging a thing into both the Switch and the headset uh, and my phone at the same time it's it's crazy um, and actually very much related to this is Splatoon 2. Um, I would love to play that with you guys. Josh, you picked it up too, didn't you? No, I just played the demo thing with you. Okay. Splatfest. It's, it's a fun game and I liked it, uh, similar to something like Overwatch. You could be a few different styles of player in it. You mm -hmm. could do a few different roles. <laughs> you could just be worried about like, uh, the spraying the paint on areas so that your team wins because of that um as opposed to killing people in order to get win points or however it works the big problem with it for me is you know you there isn't just a simple chat uh, app in yeah. nintendo switch so that you can talk to everyone that you're on the team with or there isn't uh the other thing is you can't switch loadouts in game oh in you can now you can now. Okay. Between games, oh. they changed it. Yeah. I booted really? it up the other night and it's like, Wait, do you want to change on. it? Between games or during between. games? You can't do it during. You have to do it between matches. So it's like CSGO. Okay. I mean, okay. During, ga so, during so games, me... though, you can, can't you switch your type, though? You couldn't. You, you couldn't change anything between matches. You had to leave the entire matchmaking, get offline, change your loadout, and then log back in. But now That's you can do it. That's even matches. worse than I thought. But now you can do it between matches. But yeah. here's what I'm getting at. In, in Overwatch, uh, one of the things is if you're getting beaten by a team, you change your your team makeup you, as as you, you know you switch yeah. characters or a, a couple of people switch characters complement each other and counteract the the uh, roster of characters that you're up against that the other team has picked and in splatoon the fact that you can't do that mm -hmm. if you're losing the game chances are you're going to lose that game and that really frustrates me especially as someone who isn't very good at it <laughs> who hasn't learned it already i need to be able to switch up things moment to moment and see how i'm doing for a couple of minutes 
to see if there is a style of play that suits me better. And the fact that I can't do that, I can't get a foothold in the game, in a game that I would really like to play, in a game that Elliot has told me is really good, that critics talk about how great it is and how different it is from other online shooters. Um, There's so much fan fiction written about the Squid Girls. <laughs> so much fan fiction. And it's Nintendo, it's colorful, it's fun, it's accessible. It just, that really breaks my heart. It, it you know, it's it doesn't it doesn't give me a chance to get a foothold in a game that I really wanted to get into. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's so close. Um, the other thing is when we play together, we're not necessarily going to be on the same team unless we yep. have a whole team of four. And I think even then it's not guaranteed. But you it can do like the weirdest thing matches. as well. Because we can basically queue up together, mm. but we might be on opposite teams. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, if if we had people, you know, queuing up together and potentially we're using Discord or something to communicate, then we want to play as a team and we want to get better. But yep. if they throw you on opposition teams, you're not even going to be able to learn in that way. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I've dodged the bullet. Like, again, I, I enjoyed the Splatfest. I mean, again, I've got a bunch of other multiplayer games I, I've, I've kind of involved in right now. But, I mean, I thought it was fun. I yep. just, it, yeah, there's just so many stupid-ass design decisions where you're like, why is this? I feel like they're all fixable. Yeah. I feel like yeah. these are things that you said that one of them they fixed, Elliot. Again, it sounds like they have fixed it. <laughs> yeah. You should be able to change loadouts. I mean, the loadouts the thing, okay, I mean, backing out and having to, and going to change that sucks, but it's not like the worst thing. But the the team thing drives me crazy. Yeah, the fact that you can't you you can't prepare a team beforehand. Yeah, exactly, which sounds just ridiculous to me. If the three of us were queuing up together, we could be on the same team. We would be three out of four people. We could each say, "Okay, this is going to be your role, Elliot. This is going to be your role, Josh. This is going to be your role, Steve." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And potentially we would have a chance against teams which you know are more experienced players. Um, this right. way, one of us could be on another team. And he could be on a well, team. On the plus side, we could sabotage them then. <laughs> <laughs> and and he could be on a team with, you know, people who have the same loadout as him. Right. And then they're gonna lose. Yeah. It's it's yep. a silly design it, decision. It's, it's so close. Everything else about like the actual gameplay is fun. It's good. It's ex- like as everything that you said, Steve. But yeah, the way they set up that matchmaking. And right. The other menu options are. All right. So close. So close. yeah. Well, enough about how AAA developers are fucking shit up. Let's move on to our indie games. What yes. is our favorite indie games? Oh, man. For me, I honestly, I couldn't choose between these two. I mean, definitely one is, okay, well, I have one and then an honorable mention. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, indie game, we've already talked about it, Cuphead. It's yep. beautiful. Ah. It plays great. It's challenging, which I love. Um, Steve-O hasn't beaten it yet and probably never will, which is another bonus. Um, <laughs> and so I, it's cause I've played, I'm probably about, I'm about halfway through the second world. And so far haven't really had any major roadblocks. It's just a matter of pattern learning and things like that, which is just types of platforming games like Mega Man and stuff that I love. Um, but speaking of Mega Man, the, my honorable mention is 20XX, which was a game released on Steam, which is basically like a Mega Man roguelike. I've talked about it before. I finally, since the last episode, went through and I finished a run, which is like, uh, you'd get to do all eight bosses plus uh, two extra levels at the end, and the last boss takes forever because you're constantly running back and forth and you're trying not to die, but because I had such great items that I've picked up throughout the run, which doesn't always happen, um, the last boss wasn't that bad, but it was just, 
it's just so much shit happening on the screen, way more than Mega Man. Um, I mean, granted, there's some small minor differences, like in Mega Man, you might take more than one damage from something, whereas in 20XX, you basically always take one damage from everything. Hmm. Um, but it's still hard, because you're running around through millions of bullets trying to do- dodge shit. But yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. I will still pull it up every now and again. And there's even like a Zero-type character that uses a sword rather than a gun that I need to try and beat it with as well. So, um, yeah, Cuphead definitely wins just based on like the amount of effort put into it. Whereas 20XX, not really to minimize the effort put into it, it's just uh, C- Cuphead's just on another level. And yeah. 20XX, while tons of fun, it's the same. It's a very similar type game to Cuphead, whereas it's you know it's like a Mega Man's a platformer pattern pattern recognition sort of thing. But both were a lot of fun, and I, I had trouble honestly. I, I felt like I couldn't just give it to Cuphead when I also knew something like this was. I had a ton of fun with behind it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's those. I mean, those are my two. I, and I recommend, oh, maybe I'll get you guys 20XX. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be my gift for you guys. Well, I have to be honest. I'm, I'm surprised, Josh. I thought this one was going to be a landslide. Yeah, I thought this was going to be all three of us across the board. I'll explain why when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Golf Story. Yeah. It's got to be Golf Story. Cuphead, really fun game. Beautiful. Music's fantastic. Uh, it is going to be hard as hell. So again, it's a perfect game for me to have in 2018 because it's going to take me a long time. <laughs> but uh, Golf Story, it's got the charm. It's got the the jokes. It's got the characters. I just, I just loved every minute of it. And as well, it was played in minutes. I could play it for a little bit, put it down, pick it up when I was feeling lazy, sitting on the sofa, watching a football match at the same time. I just, I, I loved how bite-sized it was and how perfectly created it was for the Switch. It was so smart that it was uh, uh, an exclusive. I'm not sure how long it will be an exclusive for, but it is perfect for that console. Yeah. And so simple. It's so fun. I just, I couldn't put it down. Um, so, Elliot. <laughs> Golf story. Uh, yeah, uh, how could you yeah. argue with it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish I'd played more indie games as well. Like, I haven't played Cuphead. Uh, I do, again, have it. <laughs> but uh, I, I have not played it yet. Um, but, it, it, yeah. Uh, the only other one I played a little bit of was Cosmic Star Heroine, which I was enjoying quite a bit, but I didn't get too far into it. Uh, yeah. So I only played, it. like, the initial battles, like, in that intro section. Okay. I tried. And I had some fun. And it's definitely something I want to finish because uh, yeah. I, I like I like the Z Boyd games, and uh, this one seems like a good like turn based throwback, if you will. So I'm I'm looking forward to actually playing it. Definitely. It is. It it it's it gives me kind of a, a fantasy star vibe. But yeah, yeah. So I did play a little bit of it, and I enjoyed what I played. I just did the first few missions, uh, but Golf Story, the sense of humor, the simplicity of the controls, the the art style it, it it just felt like chrono trigger on a golf course it was uh, so i was so fun. again i i enjoyed golf story and i'm gonna finish it and like i was telling steve before this cast i was doing the final tournament and i was on one under but until the final hole and then like mm-hmm. clipped a blade of grass and went to the water and i fucked it all up so i gotta do it again <laughs> yeah um, the, but the, like the, the last, hole sucks. Last, last hole sucks um but like i i enjoy it i like golf games i just i don't know that I know you guys talk about the humor. The humor is good, but it's the it 
doesn't change. It's the same humor. It's the same joke the yeah, whole it's game. <laughs> it's your guy's dumb as shit. Everybody's an asshole. And everybody's makes the same, like, oh, fuck They're you, amateurs. They're just simple idiots. It's- I know, but it's, I, I enjoy it, but I'm like, okay, I, I, I found myself after a while just going, oh my god, just get to the next fucking course. Oh, no. No way. It never I, lost its shine for me. I just, it, I, huh. I, again, I, I, I enjoyed the game. I just, there wasn't, story-wise, there was nothing really keeping me going. Because it just kept, it was, the entire thing was this loop of, all right, I'm going to do this thing so I can get, become more like a pro. All right, I did this thing so I could become more like a pro. <laughs> Man, everybody's still a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the characters. Everyone was a different quirky character. And of course you were a different gonna... kind of dickhead. Is what they were. <laughs> but you were going to see the same dickheads at each different golf course and have another, you know, similar funny conversation with them. I mean, I like and how, it's how the, I like how the it's mecha- not like they overstayed their welcome. Well, no, and I, and I like how gameplay wise, the mechanics changed up with each yep. course. I did enjoy that. Uh, that the gameplay itself was very kept being refreshing and was good throughout. I've not I don't have an issue with that. It's just the motivating factor or the MacGuffin of you becoming a pro gets to me just kind of got tiring as the game kind of went on. I, I wish they had thrown a wrench in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. But well, yeah, still uh, enjoyed it. But I mean, I would put the other games above it for right now. All right, guys. So those are all the little categories. Um, the different, you know, best music, best gameplay story, all those. But now we're into the big ones. What was your game of the year? A game that was released in 2017 that was your favorite one that you played. Elliot, you're up first. I'll start. Um, it, it, it's an easy one for me. I didn't have to think too hard about it. Um, it's the one that's been sweeping all the other game of the year awards. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, I thought you were going to say a Spirit Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Um, I thought you were going to say Splatoon 2. <laughs> I almost said that as a joke, but I was like, oh, <laughs> I still two. like it. Yeah, <laughs> Battlefront 2. Um, uh, Snipperclips, actually, for best story. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, yeah. wait. I mean, compared to Zelda, it might have a better story. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Nintendo versus Nintendo. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I mean... Uh, yeah all the things all the things i said before yeah the parts uh are as great as the whole from the gameplay to the art to the music um yep had to be zelda um absolutely stunning experience from start to end from when you fucking first boot it up and it's like black screen and like nintendo presents the legend of Zelda. <laughs> it's so understated. And then you get the blip on the radar as you walk out of the very first room you're in. Objective, defeat Ganon. And the rest of the game is whatever the fuck you want it to be. Like, yeah. no. Like, you've heard the phrase, like, you know, you see that mountain, you can go there. But, like, it's never been more true. Right. Like, the game was designed for you to do that. Like, you can kind of jump, run, waddle your way up mountain peaks and skyrim <laughs> but this game does is designed for you to fucking do it they wanted you to do it they made it so that you could climb up any surface as much as you want and and it rewards you with a fucking unique landscape lit perfectly by the sunrise that's coming up and it's only going to exist in that instance and you only catch it just because you happen to be there in this fucking open world that is totally seamless combat that's totally uh intuitive uh you get all the tools right at the beginning and i know josh you 
complain about that, that <laughs> sense of progression. But I just think that like the concept of like the confidence that they had to say, we can just start you off with everything you need, tell you to beat Ganon, and then just build this world with infinite possibilities. And you're not going to break the game. You're not going to do anything out of order. You're not going to do well, anything yeah, and, wrong. And I don't begrudge Nintendo any of these real major decisions. I mean, I, I've got issues with the boss fight sucking. But I mean, like, the sure. whole progression thing, that's just something I personally enjoy yeah. about the Zelda games. It works for what it does right now in, the Zelda, in Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've got some issues personally with how that all plays out, but that's just my preference and what I enjoy what I enjoy getting out of games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, tons of people are picking Breath of the Wild as your game of the year, and I, I don't see any reason why that's a problem. That's fine. Well, I think I'm going to surprise no one listening to this podcast whatsoever by saying that Pray. this is also <laughs> my game of the year. Zelda <laughs> is also my game of the year. And as Elliot says, it's because they made simple encounters with enemies fun they made climbing like watching a stamina bar run out as you're just trying to reach that next ledge they made it fun yeah, you need to play they, shadow of the colossus they made cooking <laughs> and mixing like random ingredients something that i particularly have no patience for at all in other games they made it and fun. in real life and in, <laughs> in real life <laughs> sausage <Those> rolls <laughs> and they just somehow they managed to make a world where everything in it was a joy and was it felt like magic. Zelda reminded me of a thing that I hadn't felt about games for a long, long time. It's it's just these can just be fun and not need a story. Mm-hmm. I know you can pan it for not having a story because it really does not in any way, shape, or form. But it's so fun. I just want to mm-hmm. be there. I just want to wander. And now that the DLC is out, I'm gonna finally uh, boot it up on Switch, which I haven't yet. I, I beat it on Wii U. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm going to boot it up. I'm going to play from the start. I'm going to play it all the way through. I'm going to enjoy those. Gonna get your uh, motorcycle. <laughs> I'm going to get the motorcycle. <laughs> the, but the Divine Beast, I love the dungeons in it. I love the how they use the different powers, how they use the, you know, how they use. Uh, what, Josh? What? <laughs> I just thought the dungeons were boring. I thought they were fun. I was yeah. like trying to find every every chest in them, trying to. <laughs> no, Josh was unimpressed. No, I am not. <laughs> I I really enjoyed them. I I agree. The boss fights were completely <clears throat> underwhelming, and Ganon was way too easy to beat by the time you got there. Um, but in general, the the characters were fun, even though there was no voice acting or anything. Of course, a little bit, but <laughs> very little very bit. Little. But but That's but the much. world. <laughs> The world i wanted to be in the world of zelda yeah i will agree more than anywhere else this year yeah yeah i will agree it, the world was awesome and i did enjoy exploring it and that, that's the beauty of it like like so many games so many games insult you and like hold your hand and walk you through so many things and zelda had the yeah. confidence in itself and in the gamer to be like make your own story it's going to be totally. awesome no matter what the hell you do you can't do anything wrong just Go. defeat Ganon. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love that. Again, again, there's no reason why I should love this game. I don't like sandboxes. I like having a focused narrative. I like having a, an interesting story. I like having plot twists. But this game, this game just, just grabbed me and told me, play it more. Stay here. Just yeah. just keep keep wandering. Keep seeing what you see. Uh, I just, I loved it so much. It made me feel like a kid with his first video game. It was it was brilliant. Yeah. 
Well, I think for myself, I don't think there's any real surprise as to what my choice is. Uh, it's self. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine. I thought about this a lot, and I, there's so many great games to choose from this year. And on, honestly, picking one over the other, even if I didn't pick this one that I'm going to choose, I still wouldn't really see any fault with my choice. So, I mean, as evidenced by several of my other choices during this uh, recording, near Automata. Yep. Just it just hit all the right buttons for me. I know. It it does have its flaws. I think the entire section of Route B is entirely too goddamn long. I mm. still enjoyed the extra perspective, but it's entirely fu- too fucking long. Yep. Um, I know RPG enthusiasts say there's not there's you know it's it's way too actiony and action action game people who played like previous platinum titles like uh, uh, Bayonetta. Bayonetta Bayonetta yeah think the combat's not as intense as Bayonetta is, but it's a very simplified form and it works very well. Um, and I just, but it's a, it's a, it's the epitome for me of a game that is the, is more the sum of its parts, you know, the, the the narrative is just incredible. Uh, most of the characters are just, I I love the progression of some of the characters. Um, and, and the ones that don't are still interesting, maybe not as interesting as the other ones, but they're still, you know, Believable, entertaining, and have just likable motiva- as well. Every- I don't even know if likable is the right word because they're not necessarily likable, but you want to know what happens with them. Yeah, uh, likable is probably a very strong word in the near universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, we, we discussed it already. But the music is gripping. The story's fantastic. Uh, I love the characters. So, again, it, it's just a type of game that only this guy makes, and it's very special if you will like when i first saw the the announcement was it what e3 last year i think i don't know um when they did it but i was just like holy shit they're making a sequel to near what the yeah. fuck yeah. who greenlit this that was and then so it was good. like platinum games i was like holy shit what yeah. oh, that was <laughs> so, such a good announcement because like uh the, the the first near was fantastic but the battle system was fucking terrible it was just clunky it was all right i mean it, it's serviceable but that's so why i was like platinum games okay cool battle system be a lot more fun and I played this game and I just was, I couldn't stop playing it. I played yep. it from start to finish, got all the endings I could, played it. And then once I was done, I replayed it on hard mode because I wanted to play it again. And even since I no, since Steve started playing it, I've booted it up again just to play it around, play around with it. Just because it's, it's such an interesting environment. It's not really, a, I mean, it's an open world, but it's not really an open world. It's mm-hmm. kind of halfway between the two. Yep. Um, but it's just, it's just fun to play to me. I, I, I don't really have a better way to put it other than just, I enjoy my time with it. And I love the characters and don't want the music to stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, nearer to me, when, like, Automata was such a close second to Zelda. It was so close. I joked about it, nobody's going to be surprised because Zelda made me feel a certain way about video games mm-hmm. that, that Nier just couldn't. Nier does what I look for in video games. And that is, like, give you a story that you want to, mm-hmm. you want to find out what happens. Right. Next. Give you characters that... Like for me, I like most of them. I know they're robots I mean, they're, and they're like. Well, no, they're, I mean, it's, it's it's when I say likable, I like watching them. If you, I like yeah. knowing their motivations and stuff. I don't necessarily want to be want any to go of their for a pint with. Them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're not like. I, I know, they're not going to be my best friends. <laughs> I like to watch them from afar and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess uh, the action games like this, I don't tend to really go for them. Bayonetta. I've tried to get into Bayonetta and yeah. Bayonetta 2. I've kind of bounced off them a little bit. And I did at first with Nier as well. 
but once that world got a hold of me once like seeing the different areas hearing the music starting to enjoy the characters a little more and want to like scrape off that layer yeah. you know find out what's what's going on what the hell are they talking and, about yeah well what are the motivations and it has that thing of it has uh more important questions as yeah well. you know this idea of what is free will you know do do any of us what are our motivations for anything yeah is there is there a purpose to anything it is really so interesting when it's explored in this way you know? yeah so automata definitely goes more into the philosophical side of the house whereas near is more along the lines of consequences for your actions sort of thing uh-huh. it's, it's i mean they're slightly intertwined but it's yeah they're they're two sides of the same coin because again same universe so one is one directly happens because of the result of the other but it's an interesting uh, not dynamic is the word but just interesting presentation of how the game stories are are laid out but this one like once you have a reason to want to button mash Mm -hmm. you know once you have a reason i'm not one of these people who will play a game like uh, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta right. and learn the best combos and work out, yeah. you know, oh, the, this is what I should be using against these enemies. I'm more like, that is the filler in between things. Yeah. But Nier made me want to get to the next cutscene. It made me want to get yeah. to the next story and the next ending. And well, the, the next... thing with Nier's combat is, it's re- like I said, it's, it's a simplified version of like Bayonetta in those yeah. games where, you know, with Bayonetta and all that, and I beat, I've beaten the uh, Bayonetta 1. Um, you know, you're currently, you're always trying to find the best like combo to, to kill things. And, and like, whereas with near, you're like, okay, I just need to dodge and then attack and then yep. make sure I'm dodging when I need to dodge and then attack again. And it's, 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 it's a very simple version. Of but it. the bullet hell shooting really, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. What yeah. a nice way of mixing things up. Uh, that's in near also. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the platforming, uh, was so seamless and mm-hmm. so fun as well. Obviously, it's not as interesting as the actual action, right. the 3D action parts or the bullet hell shooting, but the way they mixed it all together just made you not know what was coming next. Right. And so did the story. It just keeps you keeps you gripped from start to finish. Right. It didn't make me feel on a higher level, this is why I love games, yeah. but it did make me feel, this is why I love stories being told to mm-hmm. me through games. Yeah. So that's, it, it was so close. All right. So we can all agree that Nier Automata was the game of the year. For <laughs> <Rally> <laughs> <play>. um, <laughs> okay. Fine. Zelda got two votes. Um, <laughs> Zelda, the official rather be playing game of the year and a surprise but, upset victory. <laughs> <laughs> but we still have one more category, which kind of goes back to the essence of what the hell we started this podcast for. Because we've got all these other games that we wanted to play. And we played them during this year because this is we started this podcast back in what April May May, um, and so this last category would be the game of my year, the game of our year. Yeah. Which game did we play, regardless of whatever it came out that stood out the most um, for our year? And it may be the same one that we chose for game of the year, oh, and it may I have also come that. out this year. But it's also what is this? You know, what's the reasoning behind our decision? And so I think Steve-O, what you had one. Um, well, I guess my, my game of my year kind of, uh, works into the story of my year. And I think the story of my year, anyone listening could probably tell has been Nintendo. Wait, was there, there, was there an Irish layabout game? <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> there was not. <laughs> that should be our game. We, we should start developing that. <laughs> um, the story of my year has been Nintendo. Yeah. Between the Super Nintendo Classic, um, the... 
Switch before that, and even before that, just when we were starting off the podcast, uh, I went straight Steven in there with a lot of Super Nintendo games that I had never played before mm-hmm. and just had to had to finally get at. You guys would never have recorded a podcast with me if I was not willing to play these games. <laughs> so, like, going back to Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Chrono Trigger, these games you guys have been telling me about for years all three of those are games of the forever <laughs> yeah I, mean, yeah. I like, don't i don't i don't i don't uh envy your decision here it's uh, <laughs> again how do you weigh those up against uh, a story like near or a world like zelda breath of the wild it's it's a tough thing to do uh there were loads of other games that i dipped into here and there um obviously PUBG has to get a mention because how much did we laugh playing that game? Yeah. <laughs> how much did we laugh at our own idiocy, at our own stupid Were we laughing out? or were we crying? That's really the question there. Both both always. But I guess, you know, for me, what is the best game I played this year in the year 2017? Uh Josh already mentioned it. <laughs> It's it's Chrono Trigger. Yep. Mm. Those those characters, that that story, that music, I just was transported to a world that just uh, I don't know. It took my breath away. So if you hadn't said out of Chrono Trigger, Super Metroid, and Link to the Past, had you said any three of those, I would have been like, yeah, no, no worries, Steve. I'm I understand. Yeah. Chrono Trigger is objectively the best in my opinion. But for, <laughs> and I said objectively in my opinion. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, so subjectively. Uh, but all three of those could easily be anybody's like exactly. the, the, the game of for, Super like, Metroid of all was time. so good. It, mm. it, it the the gameplay that exploration in a confined space, mm-hmm. like just even trying to get through it, I found it so tricky at times, but <laughs> so satisfying. Uh, Link to the Past, obviously, I had never beaten a Zelda game before that. It still has all the charm, all the uh, like the tricky boss battles, boss battles that. Breath of the Wild certainly didn't have, you know, yeah. uh, having to approach things with different tactics, yep. having unlocking uh, different weapons and skills as you went along. It is a perfect Zelda game. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. But Chrono Trigger, uh, that music, <laughs> that that yeah. music, Mitsuda beats beats that, out the others. That story, you're a marshmallow, Glenn. <laughs> that, that's you're still all tearing I, up about that. That's all I got. I I just. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had played Chrono Trigger the game this year. <laughs> okay. So mine, mine was kind of tough. I, I, I narrowed it down to three games, and I, I honestly don't have. I mean, if we're really, if I'm, if I'm really splitting hairs here, it's still probably near Automata. This is a fantastic game that I played this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, for the sake of argument, yeah, there were three other games that kind of hit different notes on things that I enjoy about games. Um, the first one was Firewatch, which was oh. pure story, pure just kind of, I mean, pseudo exploration. I mean, the exploration is part of the story, but yep. tight narrative, very slight decisions that you can make along the way. But it was just shown, it was presented in a way that was just really engaging. And I really liked playing it and watching how the story unfolded, even as, you know, what was it, like a five hour game at most? Yep. Yeah. Maybe I mean, even less. But a game but, that, unlike all. Probably all the other games that you played was not based on action. Was not based oh, yeah. on it was, killing it was people all, or things. It's all. It's basically a walking simulator. Yeah. But it had a fantastic presentation and a story behind it, and the voice acting was phenomenal. Yeah. And I, and 
it just played out really well. And I just had a lot of fun this, with the short time that I spent with it. And one of the other ones I played, which I know neither of you have played, um, it recently had a release on Switch, which I've been playing mostly on Switch because I like having the buttons. But I've had it on mobile for a while <laughs> I know now. what you're going to say. I've had, mo- had it on mobile for a while now, and um, it's Romancing Saga 2. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, what? I was waiting for him to say Stardew Valley. No. <laughs> I've played Stardew Valley a million times, and it wasn't on mobile. So it's not I, mobile. I, I love Stardew Valley. I will play Stardew Valley till I die. It's a great game, but that's not the point. Um, Romancing Saga 2 is a game in the Saga series, which has been which is part of Square Enix's library. Um, you play as the Emperor of Avalon, and you find the seven heroes come back, and you find out that the seven heroes are really more like the seven demons. And so your goal is to go out and kill the seven heroes. Um, the mechanic that is interesting with Romancing Saga 2 is you play the game over a series of generations. So, like, when your emperor dies, or after you've done a certain amount of scenarios, time passes, and you your guy dies, and your successor inherits all of your abilities and skills uh-huh. and things mm-hmm. like that. I like and that. So you get a new, you go get a new party, and you keep doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this over and over and over again until you do enough scenarios that you are ready for the end game, and you unlock the final emperor. Um, so I really enjoyed it, and it's it's, it's a game I'm still going to keep playing throughout 2018 and hopefully beat. But uh, it's Wow, a, you haven't beaten it? No, I haven't. I've yes. I've started and restarted many times. I I like played it and like got distracted by something shiny and I had to restart and I was like, fuck, what was I doing? <laughs> Start over again. But um I'm enjoying it on Switch and I'm making a lot of progress there. But um but the last one was Player Knows Battlegrounds. Uh, because yeah. I mean I've described earlier. Because he got a play. chicken dinner. I did get a chicken dinner, <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. maybe why I said <laughs> that might be influencing my decision here. But it's just the moment-to-moment gameplay, the 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 the, the st- the stress, but like good yeah. stress, you know, every minute when you're like in a firefight and hoping you because you don't want to die, but you also know if you do die, it's just a quick five seconds to get back into the next game. So you're not really losing anything other than this, that feeling of, oh, fuck, I got to try harder next time. Yeah. So it's but that constant tension for, for that to build up <laughs> to the satisfaction of being last man standing. But afterwards you're like, oh my God, I just, I you, made it. Holy shit. You feel like you could go uh, fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> exactly. I yes. Just, yeah. Man. Yes. I can go fight Mike Tyson after that. But if you get up to almost there just to have it taken away, it's I've the been, most I've been painful. number two many times. Yeah. That's why you have to it's do brutal, that. You have to be but you're like, go, oh, I could have had him if I had just done X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know? we played, yeah. I've, so I've been third, I think is my best. And you just, you re, uh, fifth. Wow. I've never been anywhere near Were there the only top three ten. people in the game you were playing? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he in the top ten in the game that we played? We That's did do a squad and we ended yeah. up in the top... Uh, yeah, something like Yeah, the top I think you like. finished... Uh, was it third or fifth? Or? So, yeah, we were in there. Uh, you there. did well. We were, we were sitting on the rocks. I was, I was impressed. And Elliot, like, I think you threw a grenade and killed Steve-O. <laughs> no, Steve-O <laughs> dropped the grenade on himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Steve was like, "Oh fuck, I dropped it." <laughs> He's like, "Hang on, Elliot, right. I'm gonna throw a grenade." We have the clip it on YouTube. If anyone true. wants to go watch it, uh, it was. Oh fuck, I killed myself. I thought this was gonna be high class conversation at the game of the year. It says devolved into Steve O kills himself. In- you didn't die. Okay. I came back but, and used up all my bandages on you. But uh, Romantic Saga Two, Firewatch, and PUBG, I. I, I can't really pick. I mean, again, also with Nier Automata, those are my four like games that I've really, 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 really enjoyed playing this year. Um, so who, uh, uh, I'll go. Ellie, you're, uh, you're up last. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. Like, so I was going through just to, one thing I wanted to add on Romancing Saga. I didn't even know it was out and I saw it on the eShop and I was like, what the hell? And I looked yeah, at it. It was a stealth release. Like a couple weeks ago, right? Like, 
Yeah, like maybe like a week ago, but, but yeah, it was, it was relatively recently. Yeah. So I was looking at the screenshots and I'm like, man, this looks like what I wish Square would have done when they ported like Final Fantasy four or five and six. Oh, yeah. To like they have the capability of making these high res sprites and yeah, it's yeah. beautiful looking. It made me want to buy it just because of how good it looked. And I just like I wish FF6 looked like this. I would buy it's, it six more times. It's good, but be aware <laughs> it's it's very obtuse. Yeah, I'm probably I recommend it, but I would not recommend it for Steve. Got enough to play. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so for my game of my year, I was under the impression that we couldn't pick the same one for game of the year. Um, so I picked a different game, but ultimately the best, the, t- the game I had the most fun with and enjoyment with throughout my year was Zelda Breath of the Wild for all the same reasons. But uh, yep. um, I, I, I picked two other games that I was trying to decide between for game of my year. Um, and one of them was uh, The Last Guardian. Uh, right. which uh, no not quite yet but okay. um the 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 sense of scale I, all the stuff i talked about i think it was last episode actually um the fucking like i just can't get over how real the dog bird thing is yeah <laughs> and, and trico yeah um and the how like how i think probably the best thing about the game is how it's paced um you go from like lulls and right when you think you're going to start getting bored and it's it's a game of you're the only person and there's this bird thing but the tension that it builds the fucking excitement there are some amazing set pieces in this that you wouldn't expect you would find in a game like this which is ultimately when you strip everything away just a puzzle game um even like shadow of the colossus is a puzzle yeah exactly you're fighting things but it's basically a puzzle he captures that like again in that in a in a grander scale and much more technically impressive um it's 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 a very uh engrossing and uh atmospheric experience that you just kind of lose yourself in and it's it's amazing just don't let me forget to pick it up before the end of the year (laughs) you gotta get it um i know i have to make nature play but i think ultimately in terms of the game i had the i think this might even arch over everything else i've said game of my year yeah. Rocket League. <laughs> I, I love it. It's a game I've played more than any other game. It's a game I keep going back to. It's a game I continuously, no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, will have fun playing. Um, Am I right in thinking this is the first mention of Rocket League this episode? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very surprised. I'm very proud of you both. I, I love Rocket League too. I'm just saying, normally I would expect it more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's. It, I mean, it was so hard to pick game in my ear. Um, but between Zelda and Rocket League and the Last Guardian, it's it's been such a good fucking year, guys. It's been yeah, such this a good year's, year. This year's been insane. I mean, even from the beginning of the year when you had you know Persona Five, Nier Automata, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, Breath of the Wild. All None of us have even played Neo, but I'm guessing yeah. a few of us are going to pick I, it up. I played the, the demo. The I kind of enjoyed it. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's Hellblade, a ton Headlander, of insane. Uh, Horizon, mm-hmm. uh, oh Uncharted Lost Legacy, Mario Odyssey, uh, Mario Odyssey. Matt, what a year. It's insane. Cuphead finally coming out. But I mean, yeah, it's I I don't know whether to be excited for 2018 or just to like, <laughs> I, I I just don't see how this how anything lives up to this year. This year was insane. It makes it easy to say we're not going to 
buying the games. We don't know anything <laughs> great that's coming out yet that's like really pulling us away. It's like, okay, okay, yeah. just but stop can, this. Stop this. <laughs> can you imagine if we stumble into a spring 2018 <laughs> that's as good as a spring nope. 2017? Nope. But if it was to happen, we would all fail so hard oh at yeah. No Games 2018. I would die. It just wouldn't even be funny. Yeah. You just have to stop the floodgates. You have to, like, you're, you're, we're just inundated here with yeah. games and you can't just keep buying them you got to fucking play some at some point and uh it's about time to do that i think yeah well it's been a, a good time to be a games podcast yes for sure yeah yeah well it's, it's been a good time a, to be a gamer it's been a terrible time to be a games podcast focused on backlogs <laughs> kind of enough time to play all definitely shit. broke through uh that promise yeah. and just went all in with the new releases <laughs> yeah I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll work more on it next year it's, it's be a lot no better, choice. I think. New Year's resolutions and yeah. all that. Well, yeah, um, it's been a, been a good year, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Shit, we can't do it next year. <laughs> so we're all going to be playing. We're not going to be playing any 2018 games. We can still talk about it. We just won't be playing them. <laughs> I heard this one is the greatest best game I played this year. It's true. Loopholes are the answer to everything. This game would yeah. have been the best game yeah. I played this year. Yep. All right, Elliot. Uh, where can people find us? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're still with us. You can find us at our website, ratherbecast.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, quite active on there. Uh, our our main podcast Twitter is at RBPcast. We also have individual Twitters at RBP Elliot, at RBP Josh, at RBP Stevo. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. We're on twitch.tv slash ratherbeplaying, where we like to stream our games. Uh, we are wherever you can find podcasts, iTunes, Google's, Stitcher, um, please go on there. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a rating. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. This is uh, how we get around. So, um, love to hear from our fans. We do. Shoot us an email. We'll uh, read your questions on air and laugh about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that everything? Did I get it all? Yeah, you're good. Thank you. You're good. Looking forward to 2018, guys. Yep. (laughs) See you in two weeks. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. (laughs)